0: You're tuning in to Two Brownish Girls with your hosts, Talitha and Cribs. Just a quick disclaimer and explicit content warning. All content in this podcast is 100% unfiltered and is from our own personal views and experiences and not on behalf of anyone else.
1: We want to use this platform as an opportunity to speak on topics prevalent in our personal experiences both as Australian-raised Melanesian and Polynesian women in Western Sydney.
0: As two brownish girls, Krups and I would like to acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the First Nations of this country, and the Daruk people, the traditional custodians of the land in which we record and share our stories on.
1: We pay our respects to Elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and colonisation continues to this day. Now on to our show.
0: Hello, hello, hello! Well wishes <laughs> yes. of two Brannish girls. This is the Thursday well, night indeed. podcast.
1: Ooh, late night, late night. Late literally, night. is a late night. Late but... night with Richard
0: myself. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but we're not at the square bar.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because we're busy this weekend, both of us. So
1: we're just also like... because it's coming up to Talitha's birthday. Uh... That's why she's busy. I'm old. She's turning a humble three zero and which is very exciting so it's not actually on the weekend it's like monday eh? Or like, tuesday oh yeah, there tuesday. you go yeah, yeah yeah, but i
0: don't look 30 hey
1: followers <laughs> <laughs> skincare routine drop the skincare routine <laughs> it's chanel and a lot of water <laughs> all right we can't afford that that's all right um and also yeah i've got listen out on saturday Big festival you head. You see my Bay Diplo. Yes, and he's on at seven o'clock. Doja Cat and Lecrae forty seven and JPEG and yeah, some really cool artists that are. So, following Insta because I'm gonna post hard out. Have
0: you planned for it already? I
1: haven't. I feel so cooked because I'm going with some really cool girls that have been like have had their outfits us for like months, and I'm like. Ugh. Just gonna wear like last last year's last summer's festival outfit. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Have you ever outfit for field day?
1: No, I don't. I bought
0: it. I bought three outfits yeah. for field day, but then the, three yeah, fucking. Hell. I was like, they're very cheap on that Sheen website. S H E I N. Mm. But fun fact, um, just FYI, just forward. are they true to size? Um, one is out of three because mm. all of them, it's um Asian sizing.
1: Oh my god!
0: And like the dress that is to size, it shows my boobs a lot, and I don't feel comfortable. But it's all sunflower print because I've tiled the creator. Yes. But, but I think Fuck, I might just maybe... make my own dress, like a sunflower dress.
1: That's pretty cute. Yeah, maybe we should go for like a theme. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's florals. Cool. You that's know how cool. I feel about florals. I'm a fucking. Yeah. I'm
1: a fucking flower queen. F- yes. Flowers. I fucking love flowers. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, so that's what we're up to this weekend. And my family's got their first and first birthday at the shop, so it's pretty busy on that end too. It's on Sunday, hey? It is on Sunday. So go to Coop's Shop on Sunday for their yeah. birthday celebration. Well, we're gonna upload this what Sunday, probably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're listening to this, come tomorrow, Twenty Minto Road, Minto. Um, we're gonna have some like free food and and whatnot, as YJ says. Also, I just realized that the hatred was is too, too young for me to lur- be lurking.
0: Wait, how
1: long young are they? YJ, he's the one with like the real intense mullet, and yeah. he's like short. How old is he? He's twenty-one.
0: You know they're younger than BTS members. All the, like, all the BTS, I know this
1: now. I'm aware now.
0: All the BTS members are like mid twenties up, yeah, basically. Except so. except Jungkook. Jungkook's like his age. He's 22. Mm, so and yeah, he's the maknae of BTS. It's so funny <laughs> Is, though. Has anyone wanted? To you know
1: see that? him like hard out, like you know, on on Insta, like you know, like repping HP and that, and whatnot, as he says. And then um, <laughs> I found his Facebook somehow, and he's like just had a it was like a baby shower and that that like was a, cute for his baby i know and i
0: was like adorable every time I, I like hp boys like their latest they're so domesticated and loyal i love my stan but every time i hear hp i think of either computers or i think of harris park because i'm from harris park in parametal anyway that's <laughs>
1: unrelated. now it's now it's both now it's both plus now, hampton park now it's unrelated um well, so i'm gonna melbourne and then oh yeah, they already told you.
0: Oh wait, you're in Melbourne at the same time. My brother's in Melbourne. Yeah, my brother. I call. Why did I say my brother
1: once? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll yeah, go, yeah. So I'm gonna, I want to link up the HP boys. Maybe you can interview them for the podcast. I would. Yeah. How? If you're listening to this, please
0: help me. And one of their questions has to be, who's who is your favorite BTS member? <laughs> who's your favorite BTS member? Also. What AFL teams they go for, because I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure I saw... Richmond Tigers, because I saw him in the Richmond Tigers AFL. Congratulations to Richmond Tigers. I know we all love GWS Giants here. I know nothing about AFL, but just a personal disclaimer, I will die for Dustin Martin from Richmond Tigers. (laughs) He's originally a Campbelltown boy, and he's like a proper lad. He's like the lad representation that I want. In this world and in Australian sports, we need more lads. Mm -hmm. We need more, like, lads. And I want Nike to endorse the lads and to get TN deals. And I want two Brandish girls to get a fucking Nike TN deal. (laughs) Anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. We're, like, just chatting away and it's really late now on a Thursday night. But...
1: Oh, another good news... uh, Talia has a job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a new job. Yeah. So congrats in advance to T. She's Thank you. In the, we're gonna say we're gonna say she stayed in the corporate sector.
0: I just I've accepted that I'm a corporate girl. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's why we're up at this time because she doesn't have work, but I do. I don't yeah. <laughs> I didn't start my new job
0: until the end of October, which I'm really stoked about. <laughs> um, and yeah, so. This week has been pretty good, Big leading ups, up to yes. turning 30 and my youth depleting before my eyes Never. before I become Dorian Gray and keep a portrait of myself to retain my youth. <laughs> shout out, Oscar Wilde. Shout out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this week has been really a really a, a different week, a collective week. I don't even know what... It's a good week. We
1: just ate hell before this. Yeah, so
0: we're, we're pretty content. Although I didn't understand the guy on the table behind us yelling to the... Yeah.
1: That was making me mad. It was making Hawa. me hella mad. Um, he didn't need to use that aggressive tone. How fucking hard is it to get a quarter chicken?
0: I was like, you can just chill. It's like a Thursday I'm night. Like, just just walk up. Don't be like that. Don't like yell at service we staff. Need that like, energy. Why? That's bad. That's bad energy that we're not here for. Yeah. Yeah. But. Don't mind me drinking cordial.
1: In the background. <laughs> um... The hot topic for this week is... It's right, right, I've got You're too brown to be smart, aka Pacifica academic stereotypes. So, T, where did we get this idea from? So
0: earlier this week, I saw a family member share a Facebook status that was for the African-American community, but I think it really applied to mm. us as well and basically any black and brown pox around the world Mm. and um it was this stop telling black kids with great intellect that they act white shit is toxic so that was from earl william dubois on facebook so we just want to discuss this and the negative impacts that these type of statements have had on us and also how i feel like how it's impacted the community Mm -hmm. as a whole in some ways um because i've always I've always been told this by family members okay. and I don't appreciate it because I'm clearly not white. So, yeah, obviously this intellect isn't from my white heritage. That is
1: non-existent. That is
0: non-existent. Like maybe I need to do a DNA test. Maybe I'm a hundred percent. No, I'm a hundred percent. I'm a
1: hundred percent. Do not segue <laughs> into Lizzo. <laughs> oh I just God. took off. Wait, a DNA test. Yes, I just took a DNA test. (laughs) I'm 100% that sad bitch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Yes, on that tweet or that quote statement, my first response was, um, it's so relevant. It's something that I've heard so much. Um, not even just about black people, just in general, especially like some internalized feelings that I've had about academia. Um, and funnily enough, like the response that we received from the community was like holy fuck, like our Instagram blew up. Um, the reshares was like just nonstop, the comments were nonstop and just it was absolutely wild and you know, when I was messaging um, Talitha throughout the week after she posted it, I was like, dude, it's, you know, going crazy. And she's like, it's pretty sad that it is because it shows how relevant this this statement is um, mm-hmm. to current stereotypes of our people and our community. Yeah. Um, And I did a bit of research on it, like, just in general, especially with, like... African Americans and there was a theory that I'd read um called the acting white theory. And a lot of it basically just relates on the theory which at plot twist it just said that there was actually no um conclusion <laughs> like there oh. was there was no real actual hard evidence to say that this theory was linked to African-Americans or linked to, I don't know, race and uh, and an educational gap. Um, but it basically was, you know, the stereotype of not doing well in school because being smart means acting white. Um, and uh, I read also that there was um, a theory that they called, and it was called oppositional culture, which was... Um, the idea that African-American kids underachieve academically because they and their peers associate being smart with acting white and because they're, they're afraid that, that they'll be shunned. So it was a bit of, um, you know, like uh, the being afraid of being bullied or being shunned um, and having a lot of social anxiety from that. Um, so, you know, it's just what i've you know what I've come to read and understand about it is that it's become a go to ex- explanation for the equality gap um but even in so from that like there's a lot more other um theories and papers that I had been reading um in terms of the attitudes um of black kids towards education as opposed to, like, white kids. They did a, um, a monthly poll of a 1,000 high school students who were asked their opinion on being smart. And so students were asked, how do you see kids in your school getting good grades? Um, and 17% of black boys were... Well, sorry, hold on. Black boys were the most likely, which was 17%, to consider such students as actually being cool. So, um a lot of it was that the thoughts around actually being smart was actually a cool thing rather than actually being, like, nerdy and annoying and, you know, like, lame. Um, But I think a lot of those stereotypes in itself have come from TV. Yeah. Um, Like, I I even think of the comparison of, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Obviously, they're both two black kids, but there's, like, Will and there's Carlton.
0: You know, Will, the older I get, Will annoys me so much on that show. (laughs) Because he, like, I feel like he's just kind of rude to his auntie and uncle. And I just... (laughs) You, like, respect your elders. Yeah, I'm just, like... Yeah, my Pacific Islander heritage is, like, why is he speaking to his uncle like that? (laughs) Or auntie-like? I don't know. I just feel very maybe because will smith sometimes annoys me in general but that's more of a side topic but that is a true <laughs> thing they they
1: portray will as like really cool and he gets all the girls and and he's not really that great in school but then there's like carlton he's it's academic. cool he's still like he's still a person of color um but he's an academic and he's lame and yeah. nerdy um i always loved hillary uh unproblematic queen My <laughs> uh, chanel buying queen <laughs> and so like but it's nice to see you know even in just even just even like a small poll like this that they the attitude towards education is changing yeah um but then i was even reading that like in terms of like people that were bullied in school it was like the kids that were like the lowest achievers and then the kids that were the highest achievers because they were too smart but the people that were the highest achievers were not getting as bullied as much as the lowest, low achievers. So it was just like, where do you fit in then? Like, it was weird because in my school, like the popular people were the high
0: achievers. <laughs> I didn't know that cool worked though. down. Yeah. Like everyone was pretty academic in my yell. Like it was like, so even the really popular people were pretty like, mm. yeah, like they got to uni and all that stuff. So yeah. not that saying academic means you get into uni, but like for context like the year before us the highest uai was like 74 and Fuck. then our year the highest uai was 98 so that's was was a good. massive yeah. jump like yeah did, that our school was like you know what public education they do give us more
1: <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i think the same as well. i like to think that i was um smart school but i just didn't i didn't like allocate my time right
0: <laughs> time management's like a really. i gave a lot thing. of
1: uh effort into my year 10 certificate and then by the time i was studying for my hsc i was too burnt out i did burn out so because I flaunt, like i, I actually flaunt. talked
0: about my that to my doctor this week i was like a really high achiever in primary school and then early high school and then by year like 11 did you get old, your pen
1: lessons before you like before yeah like
0: <laughs> i got stuff i remember like i wrote a poem about september 11th the aftermath and that got published and like my art got published in like during the olympics like with like the athletes yeah then i got like i forgot what country sent me like a thank you letter for the artwork i did like stuff like that and um i burnt out in year 11 and 12 yeah, see, <laughs> burnt out it was fucked my anxiety
1: got the best of me <laughs> primary school is probably my best year
0: <laughs> i like i uh, fucking
1: i actually went into a I um i hate reading my reports from how academic i
0: was and then just the uh, yeah the decline like the it's like top like Top five of the whole year in like year seven to ten, and then year eleven it's like, you have given Bleh. up. <laughs> you don't care about anything anymore
1: in um primary school in year five, I actually joined a public speaking contest, yeah, I thought I was badass I love public speaking, I thought I was badass, but then I realized that I actually couldn't write public speaking um sorry i could mean, I couldn't, I couldn't write fucking speeches. Like on the spot, <laughs> and I yeah that that was shit. Debating it's hard. Did they you, took a photo of me and I you was in the Debating in high school? uh no nah, no in high school. I think I did it like early years of high school, but I was actually just really scared. I didn't do it like I, yeah I didn't like to participate because I just couldn't think of like shit to say, and I was like, no nah. not nah, not for me. I remember the
0: exciting time that our school got um, sent to Granville Boys to debate against all the boys there, and that was exciting for Year Seven me. <laughs> Proper throp, anyway. I was yeah. like, send me. The,
1: I was like, send me a PE because I can't deal with this. I was like, send me a text so we can fight over the over the phone. Yeah. I can't do this. Actually
0: the place. funniest one was when our usual like our usual debating you know usual debating is like not many people it's just the debating team and the rival debating team and then the school like the judges right and then what? once they had like something happen to the hall so they had to have it in one of our English classes so it was everyone from our year watching us debate <laughs> which was very intense but funnily enough like all the Islander boys like really cheered us on they're like oh yeah go girls like <laughs> and you're like yes love yeah. me and then after it they were like oh you smashed it because there like oh the other the other school sucked the rebuttals were not even good it was just so comical it was like i was probably in that (laughs) school because my fucking rebuttals were shit i was was always third speaker first what is a
1: rebuttal thank
0: you i was always third speaker so i had like the ammunition to be like this this this, boom 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 bang (laughs) fuck y'all
1: give me that win yeah (laughs) this debate fuck this debate fuck all you hoes (laughs) Okay, hold on. Circling back, we're I have, circling back. I have a question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, actually, this is a question back to that news, po- that monthly poll from CBS News that I was talking about. They had another question that they asked the kids, and it said, "In general, if you really did, if you really did well in school, is that something that you would be proud of and tell all your friends about, or something you would be embarrassed and- about and keep to yourself?" For me. Yeah, oh no I, I used to love you good, love a good flex i love a good
0: academic flex
1: <laughs>
0: love a good tertiary flex yeah i love a good like oh yeah i got distinction on that <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: what'd you get, oh, what'd you get? <laughs> i didn't study hard but i got a distinction <laughs> yeah to be honest i was flexing hard like up until like year 10 and then after that i was like yeah no nah, it was in short.
0: primary school like my parents would make my brother and i do those like University tests, you know that you go on the weekend, yes. like English, science, and maths. Yes, and then my brother and I used to compete with that. We're <laughs> fucking nerd, like nerdy <laughs> little kids. And he he used to get annoyed at stages because he's like, you know what? It's like I never, I always had to study hard, and then you still would beat me. But then <laughs> and you're like, what does that say about me? I'm like, what mm-hmm. does that say? He's like, it says you have you're one of those annoying people. But like, my brother is really smart, but he had to put effort as a kid, like he had to put effort into studying to get like, whereas he's like, you're a Muppet, like so-and-so in the family. Cause you guys don't try. You just party. And then you, oh, I can pass this exam. <laughs> but let me tell you, I would do year 11 and 12 all over again. So I could have got straight into uni, but yeah, anyway, I wish. Like, I wish. that would have been way easier. But what do you think about that question? That's a really good question.
1: actually. Yeah. Um, I think I would flex it. Yeah. Um, because if you work hard for it, and you get a good mark like you deserve to be proud of it yeah um fortunately i've not been in a school scenario where like that's been um a stereotype that's been like massively known like across like you know every um you know like every race like i need some fucking dumb white people like you know what i mean like <laughs> Dumbness is like not specific To race to race. That's like, why I know
0: why we get called that because I mean It's
1: universal. Yeah, like
0: I don't get why we
1: Yeah, so like I I would flex it. I'm proud of like what I've worked yeah. hard for and my achievements. And um yeah. So that was like what I thought and looking at like the results from this poll that I looked up, it said um And this was probably like 2011, I think this was. So it's a few years, but mm. still pretty current. It said 89% of all students said they would be proud and tell all. Black girls were top among this group, with 95% saying they'd be proud. White boys, at 17%, were the most likely to say that they would be embarrassed or keep to self. Or report that they did not not know how they would handle the news. That they were doing very well academically.
0: Even saying that, um, I also remember my dad always used to tell me because um, like, dad was very like conscious of studying and everything, and he like he did come from a like a tertiary educated background but he always told me specifically because my brother didn't do it because mo being the humble person that he is with the results (laughs) he always said don't rest on your laurels which i think is like a great thing and he used to like emphasize that to me like all the time until like he died (laughs) basically stop resting on your laurels because out there he'd always say there's someone who's going to be smarter than you and like just just stop like i don't know but that is probably what those boys are thinking with the 17% is that they don't want to flex too hard. They're just like, oh, okay, I can do it, but there's probably someone that can do better than me.
1: Yeah. yeah maybe. That's a very interesting thought. Like, mm. you know, that, um, the fact of not wanting to flex because you might be outshone <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, yeah, wow. Um... Talking about that same stereotype, though, there's... You know, I think it's so... Um, the stereotype of acting white, I mean, with... Yeah. And associating it with um, being smart. I think it's such a... Um, negative narrative about people of colour. Um, it's so negative. And, you know, like, just these stories of, like, educational, like, inequality. Like, it can really shape the attitudes of, like, the general public and even, like, government policy. Um, So it's like, you can't be just making up shit and just, like, carrying on these myths, you know, because, like, young people of colour, especially brown people, are going to grow up to think that. Yeah. And are going to just stick to a stereotype that really actually doesn't even exist. Um, And I mean that in the sense of just that we that being smart like is a white thing i don't mean that in like education (laughs) um yeah yeah
0: because it does more harm than good i feel like it's very it's a very internalized like internalized almost like internalized racism view Mm. perhaps um that i'm not too advanced on the terminology in regards to all racial issues and everything but i feel like it's a very like yeah, like I'm triggered by it because it still gets told. I still get told that by certain members of my family. So. Well,
1: yeah, what's um, what what has been the feedback about you going into tert- tertiary? I fucking, I used to love saying tertiary, but I just can't now. I really struggle <laughs> to say it.
0: You're like, I've got my masters. That's all you fucking need. <laughs> I don't
1: need anything else. I'm gonna say, it. I'm never gonna say
0: this fucking <laughs> word again. You dogs. <laughs>
1: yeah you're like this is uh this is a low of vocabulary for me i feel like this bench. and my hex
0: debt has spoken enough <laughs> actually when i did all my new stuff for my new job like accepting the offer and anything and doing my super and tax bond number, and it's like do you have a hex debt? i was like ah Ugh, don't Demons remind me like
1: tick the box i was like how dare you? it's like every time i go into my 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 gov account i'm just Ugh. like my hex debt. and just fucking interest just accrues like annually. That's why like... I just
0: want the lotto. I literally, everyone's like, you, you want I'd the be lotto for sweet. Chanel? I said, if I got the lotto just to pay my debts off, like my hex debt, I'd be like, fuck you, ATO. Fuck you, you dogs. Anyway, insane. <laughs> I get, I still have like an issue that I haven't fully addressed with my auntie yet. Yes, yes. That she has always said to me since I was born that basically, I have the same habits of my grandpa and my father as in because we we're good with academics it's more of a white behavior trait that we have yeah. and that she doesn't attribute it, like attribute it to it, just us being Fijian i don't have any white ancestry so I don't know what she's coming with this, <laughs> this tweet. I actually do, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't think I do. But maybe I should do a DNA. My great
1: great grandfather was white. <laughs> oh really?
0: Yeah. You know we have like Inuit, you know, like my auntie did. it shit. That auntie actually did. It. Yeah, she like mainly Polynesian. Surprisingly, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was like big percentage Polynesian, the Melanesian, but then it was like Egyptian and Inuit. Oh, like yeah pretty cool like first nations bitch <laughs> i'm your first nations bitch <laughs> but i was so excited i was just like oh yeah like the dna to Siberia. i'm like siberia makes <laughs> sense <laughs> <laughs> but um like she her saying that stuff i think i brought it up with her casually just saying like you know you can't say stuff like that but even when i got into my postgrad last year at UCID She said, oh, well, you're always like your dad. You're like a white person. That's why you got into UCID, which is a very white university. I don't know the demographics of University of Sydney. um, But, yeah, when she said that, I was, like, taken aback because I was just like, okay, like, what does it mean? Like, you just get confused. I get confused. I'm like what does this mean? Like, stop projecting. What are you trying to say?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, please stop projecting. Well, what are you, like, what are you actually trying to say in that? Like, are you trying to mock that I'm um, trying to get somewhere with my education? Yeah. Trying to make something of myself? Like, are you trying to bring me down? I don't know. I think, like, yeah, like you said, she's projecting a lot of her insecurities onto you. Because um, she's even said,
0: like, also because finance and like just things that I chose to do at uni and everything Mm. it's like a very there's not many islanders that do that and stuff like that and you know I mean I've I want to be an investment banker so I've done a lot of research I know we like we're evil it's fine it's cool (laughs) um But I've done a lot of research. Like if you I've listened to like a lot of podcasts with like POC women in charge on Wall Street who are like working for big investment banks, have been in investment banking for like over 30 years. And one of the, the general advice from women who've been in mm. that field mm. was if you act, if you act like you don't belong or if you think you don't belong and act on it, then you probably don't belong there If in a way. Like, yeah. if, um, you can't think that you don't deserve to belong there. Cause you've studied just as long as all the men yeah. in this field you've studied, you've done all those things too. And I think that's a very good thing. Just it's to, yeah,
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, um, it's it, a lot of it comes down to like, if you, if you think, if you believe that about yourself, then maybe don't do it. Like, well, it's <laughs> like, it's then like, then it's probably, yeah, it's probably true. Yeah, like sometimes in some industries, like they're not gonna like give you a free pass. They're not gonna be like nice to you. And if if you know that that's where you want to be, then just fuck it. it. Like, don't give a fuck. That's that. what I'm
0: doing. It's hard, but fuck it. Like I'm doing bitch, that.
1: Give a fuck. <laughs> I want to be... bag.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have that fucking Birkin bag and that Chanel suit going into work. But in saying that, this part of segment one over, and we'll be back with segment two after this little break. Hello, welcome back to segment two of our Thursday night uh, late night podcast, Lay late night with Richard Mess. <laughs> Even though technically we're probably posting this on Saturday, so oh, anyway, it's Thursday anyway. Thursday it is. Going um, up on a Thursday. Yeah. So just like finishing my point, um, yeah, like I feel like it's really hard. I'm in an industry that is pr- predominantly male um, dominated. Yep. and. It's very, it's still really male dominated. I think still one of the most male dominated industries. But I feel like I, I really don't care. Like mm. I'm here to win it. I'm here to get and my you Chanel. Know what you, you know what you know. I'm like, here to
1: get my Birkin bag. <laughs> like Julian Heff says, if you know, you know. And you fucking know that this is where you want to be. So yeah. no person, despite of color, should tell you that you're meant to be there or not. Whether it's like social stigmas or like stereotypes, yeah, you know, thinking that this is a male-dominated industry. I mean, not even thinking. Sorry, obviously, like a lot of it is like facts as well. Yeah, it's just. But you have a lot to. More. But like, you just have to break through it. Like, yeah, this world is like not easy, <laughs> and there's a lot of places where people of color and specifically Pacifica people. Uh, There's no, there's no identity for them in that industry. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I feel like our generation's trying to do. We're trying to create that person, you know, be the, you know, I guess a representative like for our Pacifica people in that industry. So hopefully like encourage others that are interested to like want to do that too. Like you could literally be the first female investment bank, like Fijian investment banker, like. In Sydney or like whatever and like that could I'll end up on Wall Street in five years. <laughs> like, but that could encourage <laughs> that could encourage so many people in our community like wanting to do that. It's just
0: like um I don't know if anyone watches Brooklyn Nine Nine, but spoiler alert it's when one of the characters, she's a Latina background, when she becomes a sergeant, that her boss says, You're not just representing Women, you're representing all Latina women. Yeah. And she says, Oh God, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> but I feel like it's true. It's, it's very true. I mean, like, I've only worked with in my whole finance career. I've only worked, I've worked in finance for the last, oh my gosh, seven years. And I've only, I can count on one hand how
1: many Pacifica I've worked with. Yeah. Like, and even see it in the office. <laughs> straight up. I remember like working at UCID and there was like this one brown, like, older guy that was like really cute and i would like walk like, he would just walk past my desk like every like few days or so and i was like <gasps> and then, like i found out he works in it i was like that's fucking mad Heck, wish i you. knew you because you're really cute but yeah i was like that's just go back i'm like i'm like i'm like, I'm like you know there's a bit of like bluetooth like sinking here like at least for, like brown people like doing it for like our people our communities and that um and it's I just, not just two jobs for white Pacifica men. Nah, <laughs> no way. Fuck that's fuck that. I'm sorry. I'm triggering that. that tweet from before. Yeah.
0: But from, what have you felt like in your experience? Um, what have you come across like? Because
1: you you're tertiary educated. Yes. And everything. Well, just quickly before I like before I go off and attend on my thought. Um, there was actually just on touching on how I think it's important that we. Do what we want to do to hopefully set a, like a, a new expectation and a possibility for like our younger people in our community uh, like I just want to give a shout out to like um, um, like people that I know that are in the in, like in their industries like doing their thing and so confidently like um, is Amy the Samoan scientist I don't know if he's like yeah
0: I need to yeah. stop listening to that podcast
1: yeah so she hectic. just yeah, started her podcast and I'm like so proud of her I'm, like I don't really know her personally but like Science is crazy. Science is crazy. <laughs> it's freaking hard. And like just looking at, it, I'm like, like oh. I appreciate. Like I just love that she's like, you know, doing it for science, doing it for what she's passionate about, and she's doing it for her culture and community as well. So like, shouts to you. it's So cool, and like even um an- another one of our listeners um his name's Amos, and he's an optometrist, and I'm like that's fucking cool like i literally don't know anyone that is like uh starting to be like studying in that field so it's like shouts to you as well like you're breaking new barriers for existing barriers for people to come and you know be in the industry too if they want so yeah. just so cool love seeing it um so many cool li- listeners that we've um, linked with that are doing really good things so none of it goes unnoticed um, in terms of, like, my experiences with, like, responses to being in tertiary education is, um, uh, well, when I started, when I was initially looking at uni, I had the encouragement from my uncle. Um, because, you know, they, I moved in with them when I was in year 10. And so, obviously, I had two years, and they were like, oh, what are you looking at? What are you going to do? And I was like, I have no idea. And I saw this girl at school that, was um searching up um uh, this course and she was looking at event management and I was like oh yeah like that looks cool too like I might um come with you to go to like the open day mm. and I remember because we're from Campbelltown and I remember that I was interested and I was like oh hey like you know if you're going to because it was in Sorry Hills so I was like oh if you're going like I'd love I'd love to come with you but like I don't know if she like heard me or like heard me but like pretended and so then like. That day when we were we actually finished early at like one thirty, um, I went to go like wait for her at the bus stop because she was gonna get her car because we were driving, to go to the open day. Yeah, and then like I was waiting, waiting, waiting. It was like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, because I had a I had an interview, as well. And then I called her. I was like, oh hey, like where are you guys? And she's like, oh like I didn't know that you wanted to come. They were already like on their way to the city, and they didn't go. Like they left me, and I was like, oh. what uni was this for?" JMC. Did they end up going to JMC too? They one of them did. So yeah, she. I was like, and I was really disappointed. And i just like, I felt really like sad and upset. And I was like, maybe JMC is not for me because I just yeah. I kind of like took it as a sign.
0: Yeah.
1: But then I just called them. I was like, look, I'm I can't make it today, but like I can try for tomorrow. Yeah. So I ended up going the next day and um yeah I ended up going with two girls from school but they were in different groups they were actually both white as well and one of them dropped out after the first semester and then me dropped out dropped out after like the half of the year and I was like okay guess it's just me um and so during that time like I just had my uncle and he was encouraging of uni he was like yeah good on you like do you want a job in the meantime I was like yeah sure so like um, throughout that time, like he just helped me build my, like working in an office and. Cause you worked at the chemist, yeah. I remember when you used to work at the chemist. Yeah, I used to work at the chemist. I I worked at a chemist every Sunday. That was cool. Fucking learn about ibuprofen and. Shadow out ibuprofen, <laughs> fucking coding. <laughs> Trap noise. <and laughs> um. So yeah, like it was. It was good and very encouraging. Um, you know, like. I felt like it was kind of a standard question that I got when I would whenever say overseas. They're like, oh, how's uni? I'm like, yeah, it's good. Like, it's cool and that. Because I was only in uni for three years and then I had like six months break. And then I started my master's after that. Um, my master's was, was like really like out of nowhere. I just kind of, I thought about it, thought about it. Postgrad's insane. Yeah, I went to an Post-grad. open day with this girl that I don't really talk to anymore because she's fucking weird. Um does she listen to the podcast? No. Nah. She's fucking too busy fucking in Canada or some shit.
0: Finding and, um, herself?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Canada's always the country that Canada's like I feel crazy. like classmates always go to find themselves. Yeah, always. And so um yeah, I went to an open day, you know, I liked it and I wanted to pursue event management. I was still, you know, connecting with like um doing a lot of events that I was working at, like, I worked at Markville Festival, Newtown Festival, like, just really kind of getting in there and trying to make the most of it, Mm. um, so I was around a lot of very encouraging people, my family, that was really cool, um, and then when I started my post-grad, it just, like, was fucking the worst, it was so intense and so scary, and, like, I Really didn't think I was gonna like make it out alive, cause it was just like <laughs> it was like on a whole new level of like vocabulary that I didn't even fucking understand. I remember my first class was like, it was on fucking like spreadsheets or some shit like oh, data. It was yeah, it was on like data formatting and I was like, Are you fucking this is a fuck I can't believe this is a fucking course. They
0: don't even let you into some post grad classes at my like uni if you don't have um like intermediate level of Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. You can't even lie. Like I took it off my LinkedIn. I'm like, I know yeah. fuck all about Excel. It's, I know it's great, but I just don't know enough about it.
1: Yeah, it's actually fucked. So like that's what they um that's what it was about and I remember like the first question like it was like my first like you know go home and answer this question and come back like next week my first question I I literally could not understand the fucking question like there were so many words like outside of my vocabulary I was like is this I was like number one is this actually a question what was the question do you remember the question number two I was like what the fuck are you actually asking me it was like Discuss the empirical evidence of something like it. It was just like telling me to explain how data is like, I don't know, it was really stupid. And I was like, you really could have simplified this question. Because your one. master's was in project, I'm not, what was it? It in? was a master of management. Yeah. With a major in events. Fuck. Yeah. So like I, had, <laughs> like I had a lot of like basic management a classes.
0: Lot of, like data is such a big part of like management. Yes. So, that's like a very yes.
1: Do you know what else I had to fucking do? Globalization. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. This is the kicker. <laughs> I actually met some very good friends in this class, but this was the kicker. This is what I, I had to fucking do. <clears throat> These are like swear words to me. Industrial relations. <laughs> 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 I hated that class so much and. And also, I hated the fucking teacher. So me and my friend, um, Johan, would like go down to the down to the bar, have a few drinks. Um, halfway through the class, because we had night classes, it started from yeah. six to nine. So we'd go at like seven thirty and have a few fucking ciders and talk shit about that teacher and come back and just be like pissing ourselves laughing. Um, because that's literally the only way we could get through her class. It was just so dry, and like. Ugh. But look at you, like you did it. Like, post grad's fucking yeah. hard. I did like, it, and it was fucking crazy. And like, yeah. graduating. Especially like,
0: like all the numbers with management,
1: too. Like, yeah. anything
0: that, any like degree that you do with business, always fucking numbers come up. Numbers, you Yeah, know, paid attention in maths in school.
1: Yeah, like, <laughs> graduating with a master's, and honestly, like, I can. Um, probably like eighty percent certain. I was the only, um, graduate in that in that like in that session that was Pacific Islander.
0: Cause that's the thing, right? It's there's a lot of Pocs at uni, mm. but it's oh, not Pacifica. 100%. Like I, when I went to my um orientation for my Masters of Commerce, like I think there was one other Pacifica person there, mm. and everyone else was not. Yeah, there were Pocs, but not Pacifica. Yeah, Fox. So I
1: think it's, like, a very we're, great there's, thing. Yeah, like, we're so underrepresented there. Um, but I think in, like, in addition to that, like, in a massive, massive addition to that, there's also a lot of, like, disclaimers that comes with, like, being able to get into your master's or get into tertiary education because, like, yeah. now it is really difficult to get access straight away to uni for for New Zealand like for New Zealanders or New Zealand residents that have moved over after like 2000 and i think it's either 2001 2010 or 07 i can't fucking remember but one of those dates um if you come after that you, there's like a really long process to get mm. citizenship it's like 7 years or whatever permanent re- residency yeah and then you apply for citizenship oh not my laptop <laughs> And then you apply for citizenship and, um, after that it's, yeah, it's fucked. So I do acknowledge that like my situation, um, was rare, um, especially because like I moved here when I was in 94, uh, I moved here in 94, so I was literally only six months old. So I came under a different like agreement between Australia and New Zealand. So I was able to get permanent residency still. Um, and citizenship just because I came before. So even, like, now my dad, because we migrated before that time, we could still easily get citizenship. So it's something that I don't take for granted um, in saying that that's – I I was I had access to be able to do my master's. Um, and that's a point I didn't even know,
0: like, until you brought in yeah, attention to – brought attention to it like two weeks ago mm. because i was born here so i know no, fuck all i take yeah, advantage
1: like, of hex of everything yeah of course <laughs> like, and i wish i wish a lot of our, our people could as well it's just like um yeah the way that it the way australia is set up right now is that it makes it harder for everyone to be a citizen and just a side note did you know what they do now when you become a citizen no but i heard like a racist conservative
0: member of the uk parliament was talking about how she wants to implement an australian-like system and my irish friend shared it and now i was like when she said australian-like system i was like this is so fucking embarrassing yeah what do they
1: want to do now well no no it's not it's not like what they want to do but it's like what they do when you become a citizen oh what do they do so number one they're trying to push all the um because i know they do a test you did a citizenship test yes that still exists but they're trying to push all the citizenship ceremonies to January to t- January twenty sixth.
0: No, they had that they had that with my dad. They've always I mean, had that. My no, 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 because you can have ceremonies at any time. No, but like back in when dad was when Dad became a citizen. Yeah. Um, so he got here he went to primary school here, but then he went back to Fiji for three years, but then he was been here, he was here since nineteen seventy six. Yeah. When they made him a citizen in 1981, they made sure that the immigrants had it on 26th of January. So that's why they're never against Australia Day. That's a conspiracy theory. It's fucked. And I refuse they to do call it, like, it that. Day. They do it. They, they, they purpose, I reckon the government purposely does that so immigrants don't. That's why a lot of don't immigrants. Don't ever forget. Yeah, a lot of immigrants feel
1: like indifferent about Australia yeah.
0: Day sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's another. But another they feel bad topic. like.
1: I think they also feel obliged to celebrate it, to be honest. Because they got their citizenship. They're never going to change that date. That,
0: yeah. That's
1: all they'll think of. Like, yeah. No, but, like, they feel obliged to <sighs> obey to the January 26th celebrations because, you know, like... And I I acknowledge, like, the difficulty of getting citizenship now. So, like, obviously, when you do get it, it's a big fucking deal. Like, um, I feel like it's very green card energy over in the US. It's probably not as hard as that. But, yeah, you know, I can definitely appreciate what it means so to I think become it's a citizen. Like,
0: it's good, like, that we know that we have this privilege even though we're pox yeah like i mean i know i have the privilege my family's been here for god knows how long so i don't know anything about that stuff yeah. like
1: so i think yeah like all i can encourage is like trying to look at what the full opportunities of your industry are yeah it may honestly it may even be like and this is a topic this is something that talitha brought up about before we started recording is that like sometimes people are bound by their tertiary qualifications when in reality sometimes your industry may not even fucking need them like tertiary um qualifications could literally mean nothing yeah and sometimes in the events industry it really doesn't because you can only learn how to run an event so much on fucking paper you can get into like grad certs
0: um you usually can get into grad certs at like UCID business school. If mm. you have the work experience in that field, yeah. so you, that's how I got into my finance, like fucking grad set. Mm. But um, sorry, I cut you off. I realize. No, no,
1: no. That's but like um, that's reality. Is just. It's just trying to look at
0: all the options.
1: Scholarships. Scholarships are really... Yeah, and I think... There's there's a lot of
0: Western Sydney scholarships.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of grants out there. And I'm not saying that that it's just like, you know, there's a grant. Why don't you fucking find one and apply for it? (laughs) Because obviously, you know, there's only a limited amount. I think, you know, just even having someone, someone like us to be like, hey, look, just keep looking. Don't give up. And look at what options there are. There could even be, like, a place that has, like, an internship or is doing a placement. Um, and that could be your experience. That could be your starting point without even needing to get into uni. Like, yeah. the options and opportunities are endless. And I think that's what's – it's something important for us that we
0: – Acknowledge that.
1: Acknowledge. And I think it's so important that, like, I, I'm, I'm really proud to say that I – I live in Australia and I live in Sydney because the opportunities are completely endless. And, you know, Western Sydney till we die, obviously. West side. So, um... I think we also, also on the
0: uh, experiences with, like, education and everything, I think we also have the privilege that both of our families are supportive of, um, Yeah, there was no... I know like we did like
1: Totally I was reading like a research paper. Like reading a
0: research paper that UWS did a few years ago about Pacific communities in Australia and so one of the quotes that they had with their research is that in Western society knowledge is power. In Pacific culture, a strong family and community is power. Mm. So therefore there's a lack of emphasis is placed on supporting education and placement through resources and in home assistance. Um, there's issues with teachers perpetuated by young person's lack of appreciation of goals across learning environment and school participation. So we also do Mm. recognize that we do have privilege from uh, like uh, our sides, like our families that have always like, um, been comfortable of us wanting to achieve our own goals and everything
1: and being, like, really supportive of tertiary education. Totally. So that's and a I big th- thing, too. Our like, idea. that as well, like, it can tie into another topic that I really want to talk about, which is just about, like, a financial aspect of our cultures. Um, but, like... The controversial one of yeah. them all. But, like, especially, like, having supportive families, it can also just tie into them being secure about their finan- finance. Mm. Like, because, you know, there's a lot of family expectations and roles um that you know there's a traditional expectation of pacific parents with you know unquestioning obedience and respect for authority figures can mean that parents you know encourage their children to sit and listen to the to the teacher and discourage questioning and critical thinking um and so often that's just how we're taught to react to our elders like um and you know that's and and there's not really encouragement um, afterwards to continue on to further studies because um, like even in the US there was a statistics that 1.2 million Pacific Islanders live in the US and from 2000 yeah. to 2010 it increased by 40% wow which is a lot and they say that many live below the poverty line and that like cultur- culturally families are really tight and so there's of- often a lot of pressure to stay at home to support the family rather than go to college Mm. Um, so I think a lot of it a lot of the support to continue further studies can also just come back to how the family is doing financially and um, you know do they actually need more support at home so like we said like we definitely acknowledge that our experiences are unique and probably don't speak for the majority of our Pacifica counterparts but Um, I have successfully seen like some people that have moved over from New Zealand you know within the last few years and they've been able to get access to tertiary education through TAFE through bridging courses um, and a lot of other um, resources that are out there to help support our young people especially our Pacifica people um, in wanting to pursue whatever they want
0: and there's a lot of community um programs available, like yes. for community support. Yes, You have, like, a lot... Like, we have, like, a lot of connections and gay projects. Like, I'm sure, like, any one of the ladies, like, involved in that will be able to help you with resources in regards to the community. Mm. Like, there's a lot, like, going on in the community. Like, there was one I was meant to go to last week for mental health that I saw mm. um, Thelma put up on Facebook. And, like, just little things like that. Like, there is a lot of resources there. It's just... Knowing where to look, like even if you told me like this, like to be honest, even me this time last year, I'd be like, "There's no community support in Sydney for Fijians." dead Dan? Like now, nah, here we are.
1: I think we just a had podcast
0: to... later. Yeah, ah! I think we just had
1: to look. Eh. Hey?
0: Like... Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look um, beyond when I go to Fiji day at Liverpool.
1: Yeah, but like, um, that's pretty much been like the the premise of our of our topic. Um, yeah, is... you can do
0: anything your heart desires. Yeah. Even if you want to be a K-pop star or something. You could yeah. do that.
1: Remember that fucking girl from Australia? That's fucking mad. Part of the Australian diaspora in one of those K-pop. Blackpink. Yeah.
0: Actually, Yeah, Rosé. That's fucking mad. Her She's... dad drove her
1: from Melbourne
0: to Sydney so she could try out for YG Entertainment. See. And
1: look where she fucking is now. Exactly.
0: And so... Jenny went to school in New Zealand too. Jenny's like... Lisa's is my bias, but Jenny's becoming my bias too. Anyway, shout out Blackpink. <laughs> we all love Blackpink. Sorry if you hear me out in the background. You know it's Chanel the cat. <laughs> Any thoughts Chanel onto this topic, or not? She's like, grey cats need more representation. Oh, she's like, everyone's like, is she a black cat or grey? I'm
1: like, she's clearly grey. My gosh. Anyway, <laughs> that's really... So, um oh my gosh, I had this thought that I, <laughs> that I wanted to share this actually funny story that I remember from when I was in high school. You know how we were talking about primary school, actually? Yeah. When we were talking about how we would flex and shit like that. I just had this funny story of me and this guy that we, like, um he was one of my, like, good guy friends. Um, His name was Daniel Stratty. I can't remember his ethnicity, but, like, he was Stratty just one of those guys that was, like... S-T. S-T-R-A-T-T-I. I think it was like some sort of like Slavic. Something Italian? like that. No. Strady? Yeah. No, no, like his mum was like she had like a real Polish accent type ting. Um Yeah, so I remember like him and I were really good friends and we would be in the same English class um every like every Monday morning. <laughs> So, do you remember the Super Bowl where Justin Timberlake Jan- and Janet Jackson, Jackson oh my God. had the tit slip, the nip slip situ- scenario? <laughs> oh my God. So I remember when that came on TV and we got to school on the Monday and we were like, um, we saw the newspaper that Mrs. Yeah. Kelly in English had in her, um, we were like in year four. Or year five. Oh my God. No, no, yeah. it was year five. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was year eight when it happened. And I'm three, three years older than you. Yeah, I was yeah. in year five. And I remember, because it was 4, 5K was our class. Um, we, we were, I was walking in and I saw the newspaper and I saw the thing on the front page. And then I grabbed it and he's like, oh my gosh, is that from the Super Bowl? I was like, yeah, did you see it on TV? <laughs> I was being curious kids. So me and him would literally every Monday. Um, <laughs> oh, I wasn't probably every morning, probably like every morning cause it was English every day. Yeah. We would just sit there and like, you know how you had like, you read for like the first 20 minutes of the day. Or whatever? Yeah. Oh, we, that was like roll call, cool, Hey. For you. Yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> we used to read the newspaper and just skip straight to the section about the drama of the nip slip. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we were so obsessed with it. I was like, Oh my fucking little curious kids just trying to look for a, little tit from janet jackson
0: there's like while you were doing that my friend and i my best friend in high school and i used to read the newspaper and we used to read about like the ship prices and like <laughs> we used to read Can't like relate. Some, something was happening with frank Lowy and we we're like oh my god because we we're like stand frank Lowy because he's a western sydney boy that created like westfield and so we're like we stand our billionaire like in, like you know Retail King, and then we used to get teased about it. Like, like, what the fuck are you reading? Like the business section of the newspaper. Ironically, <laughs> my friend became a big journalist. So there's that, and he lives in Germany. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: He's like, when are you come to Germany, I'm like, oh, soon. Guten Tag. sprechen sie Deutsch? Oh
1: gosh, <laughs> my really um, bad European. Yeah, so that's. That was just That was story. a really
0: big I remember that that was such a big thing at school hey? like when that happened the world was just like ah I now know. like people were all for nudes now. It's yeah. just like
1: a norm like nudes are free. You don't have to go, yeah. you don't have to you look have for to, it on the
0: news. No. It's free. At the Super Bowl <laughs> literally. how um, Times have changed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts about today's topic? Closing thoughts. Um There are opportunities wherever you go it's sometimes it's all about it sometimes it's about accessibility to those opportunities um but it's also how creative you are in trying to find a way to get to where you want to be sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not straightforward sometimes it's like you go in fucking loops and loops and you go back and forward and back and forward um but so long as you're heading in the right direction um making money moves as um cardi says That's all you can do. Um, But don't let any stereotypes or any stigmas that are placed on our people um, prevent you from
0: reaching your
1: true potential and realizing that. And don't let any stereotypes about the industries you're in um, impact you from wanting to enter it. No. Um, Like even with just quick thought with the business that I might be taking on from my uncle – I'm super fucking scared because I, like, don't want to be in a male-dominated industry. But I see a lot of women that I'm in my industry as well. And I'm really, like, I feel a bit more comfortable. So just keep striving. Opportunities are endless. Keep looking. You do you, boo. You do <laughs> you, boo. And then play some City Girls Real As me. <laughs> And And, um, yeah, that's. I just wanted to leave it on a good thought and um fuck the stereotypes and yeah be the best you can be yeah and have a good week yes. on that note. oh have a good long weekend oh yeah it's a long weekend for people in australia i think everyone in new zealand already had theirs last week
0: shout out october shout out lubra season shout out hostile lubrans
1: aka me most of the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's ovo season october's very own until next week we'll talk to you then see you bye thanks for listening to two brownish girls feel free to share your takeaways from this episode by liking our instagram page at two brownish girls where you can interact with us and impact more after each episode until next time Bye. bye